So what if COVID is the dress rehearsal? A roadmap for how we, as humanity, can handle the environmental crisis. We have now shown that nations can quickly agree on a consistent course of action. Humans can make sacrifices for the common good. So what if we take the tiny and gigantic actions that will return us to normal, we instead leapfrog over those that hurt the environment, absorb some of the incremental economic and social costs, and then jump straight towards a new post-COVID normal that also supports humans' continuing presence on Earth while absorbing an accelerated future of work. Regardless of whether we're able to turn back the clock on climate, the weather and all its ripple effects are absolutely going to impact what started as the future of work but will soon be the new nature of work. I mean, there is a tight synergy between these events. We now have a shrinking window within which to effect change. And the COVID crisis might have just gifted us with a vision of what is possible when peoples from all nations work together quickly and make momentous decisions with speed, dissolving the invisible constraints that we normally place on our ability to take action. I hope you'll enjoy this following episode. I'd actually taped it in September of 2019, but the content is just as relevant today. Today, however, I see a way forward. And I hope you will join me in feeling the possibility in the air as we move back towards a new normal. Hey, Karina here. Welcome to this episode of Tilt the Future, where we discuss the future of work, climate change and climate action. So I've really been struggling with this introduction, this introduction to climate catastrophe and climate action. Some people have been asking, what does all this have to do with the future of work? And who am I to make this series? Well, let me tell you who I am. I'm the one who watches for patterns. I'm the one who watches for signals. That's just what I do. I'm the one who watches for outliers. Outliers that interrupt cycles. Outliers that become clusters, which then show up as trends. Well, there's no denying the trend that we're seeing since the summer of 2019. There is a trend, and it indicates that we're almost at a tipping point. I'm the one who normally walks a little ahead and comes back to the group to say, we may have a problem ahead. Well, we have a problem ahead. So who do I think I am? I'm the one who has created Tilt the Future, a framework that discusses how we search for the opportunities at every stage, how we optimize the situations that we find ourselves in. And right now, we find ourselves in a situation that does not look too good. So who do I think I am? I think my generation and the ones before me are the ones that discovered the wonders of that black gold called oil. And we used it to do great things, like shrink the world through global travel, create the convenience grocery store and fast food. But in gathering those short-term efficiencies and gains, we were doing irreparable harm and damage to the earth. So who do I think I am? I am a parent, a mother, who wants to see my children grow up in a world where they are guaranteed to breathe fresh air and drink clean water. I am a human who has watched one too many dystopian movies. I would like to see the human race continue, 
Like you, I care about our children and our children's children. But right now, I'm emotionally challenged and motivated to create this series by the gathering number of intelligent young adults who are losing so much hope that they're pledging to not bring new life to this earth for fear of the quality of life they will impose on that child. Who do I think I am? I'm the one. I'm the one who wants to look these young people in the eye and say, you do have a future. You are the future. This challenge is the calling of your generation, just as the space race was the calling of mine. And the Second World War was for a generation before that. 50 years ago, young women and men such as these put their collective power together and they did the impossible. They sent men to walk on the moon and then brought them back. All with a computer with less processing power than the GPS in the phone in our hands. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. We do this not because it is easy, but because it is hard, said JFK in 1962, as he united the political focus and harnessed the funding necessary to meet a moonshot goal. Once again in history, the fate of mankind will rest on the able shoulders of young men and women in their teens, twenties and thirties, scattered in homes on various continents, sitting in colleges and universities across the globe, entering the workplace and raising their young families. But right now, they need us to support and help fix the problem. They need to know that they are seen and heard and that we have their backs. So who am I? I am the one who is marching alongside so many of Generation Z to show the depth of my support for the many brave young activists like Greta Thunberg and Shudaskatl Martinez. I am the one who is using my platforms to give this topic the focus it requires. I am the one who is going to encourage you to have discussions among yourselves and to vote with your ballot, your money and your feet. We are surrounded by brilliant young minds and strong bodies. They're addressing issues, issues such as cancer and poverty, sanitation and food security. And these are not just their jobs of the future. These are their purpose and their mission to leave the world better than they found it. But climate catastrophe? Well, climate catastrophe acts as a magnifier on all these issues and all these problems. It creates instability, not just in the air, wind and water around us, but also in geographic areas, leading to political instability and conflict, which makes these already difficult jobs even more challenging. I am the one who wants to remind generations of all ages that none of our professions and careers and jobs will be safe from the encroaching impact of climate crisis. So who do I think I am? I'm the one who wants to talk solutions, but also mitigation. Whether we're discussing the rampant runaway climate crisis or recognizing that the climate is changing and therefore creating new dwellings, clothing or menus to accommodate it, I want us to highlight the general conversations around climate catastrophe. 
I'm the one who is going to talk about mental models, to talk about developing mental resilience and mind models that give all of us a flexible framework, which positions us to be able to deal with the variety of changes coming our way. I'm the one who's curious about what is around the corner, how we're going to work with it, put a plan in place, be defensive, protective. I'm also the one who wants to continue to be grateful for nature just the way we have it. I want to continue to enjoy the simple gifts of nature like a falling star or a brilliant red maple leaf or just that special treasure of watching a pair of whales salute you goodbye with their tails silhouetted against a sunset. My parents have had their share of trials and tribulations. From them, I learned to ground myself in the cyclical rhythm of nature, to trust that the sun rises every day like clockwork, giving us a fresh 24 hours to call our own and to gain a new energy to continue the work that we're doing or to make a fresh attempt if necessary. I'm the one who is still learning and wanting to share what I have learned so that others will share back because I believe in collaboration. I believe in hope. I believe that the sun will rise tomorrow. What I wonder is if mankind will still be on earth to see it. So I'm Karina, and now you know who I am and why I choose to do what I do. But to ask a question that Shetaskatl Martinez did, who are you and what will you choose to do? Welcome to this episode of Tilt the Future, where we talk about the future of work, the climate crisis, and climate action.